Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Startups, governments, and 90% of Fortune 500 companies are running on Microsoft Cloud. Join them and find new ways to achieve more. Stay productive with familiar tools, develop and deploy where you want with a consistent hybrid environment, and build engaging apps with intelligent features. Bring your ideas to life faster, push them further, and scale them worldwide. Start your free account at azure.com slash trial. That's A-Z-U-R-E dot com slash trial. My name is Charlie Hall. My name is Dave Tack. My name is Justin McElroy, and you're listening to Polygon's Quality Control. Dave and Justin, thank you guys for joining me today for a very special episode of Quality Control. Justin, how are you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm thrilled to be back here, taking back my show in the permanent (laughs) hosting, week in, week out. I'm so excited Mm -hmm. to start just chipping away, grinding out those episodes of Quality Control. Y'all have done a great job in my absence, but I'm ready to take back the throne and crank this puppy out. Well, I am. Uh, gosh, how do I how do I put this, Justin? The, the I got I got good news. I got bad news. The good news is we know the good news. We know the good news, Charlie. Charlie, we know the good news. I'm here. Monster Factory's back. You and Griffin are on the YouTube channels. Um, you guys have a new website in partnership with Vox Media. All this great stuff is going on. Uh, but we are going to be putting uh, quality control on a bit of a hiatus, um, and, and we're not going to be publishing our our episodes here quite as often as we have in the past dave i agree with you (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's i mean it's not quality control is not um dead but it is changing it is and you know we wanted to have justin back here to sort of mark the end of what i'm officially calling right now quality control 1.0 1.5 if you count Justin and us taking over from Justin but like we're going to evolve again and I think you know the upshot of that is frankly it's not going to be an every week show we'll still be around we'll still have some episodes for big things and we'll talk about that more later but yeah. you know we we're changing and we thought what what would be cooler than having Justin back on and sort of talking about quality control and and how it's been and evolved and you know how it started and how it's not ending but changing again well i'm thrilled to, to thrilled to be here and it's sad to hear that but uh i, th- I think y'all have done fantastic work uh in my stead listen to every episode that y'all have done and it's been just just fantastic it's been a real thrill to not to get too schmaltzy but it when you make something the idea that uh it continues even after you leave uh a gig is is very cool it, is it less cool that it ended some months later? Yes, of course. <laughs> would I have liked to go on for years and years? Obviously, but it is it is very exciting that you all have done such such fantastic work. And just a, a little bit of data about that: the show, Justin, the show, I believe, began in was it 2015? 
Yeah, the first, yeah, I believe that is right. The first episode, I think, was Shadow of Mordor. That if, sounds if right. I, if I remember correctly, uh, with with one Phil Kohler, uh, and uh, yeah, that was our our first first episode. But since then, we've had uh, this will be our one hundred and ninety second episode, and close to three million downloads all time uh, f- from our listeners. We can't thank. Uh, our listeners enough, really. It's been such a joy to get the feedback from y'all and, and to bring you guys uh, the program that we've brought you for these many years. 2014, but just a- actually. I'm sorry. Oh 20, my gosh. October 1st. It felt older than that. 2014. Yeah, it's an old, it's an old show. Yeah. But Justin, we, we wanted to get you on really to talk about you know, the original concept and the original inception of Quality Control. Take us back to, you know, the, this show that you created and, and why and, and what it was supposed to be. The Halcyon Days. Um, when you work at a, a video game website that reviews video games, uh, one of the best, like, most fun conversations that you get to have is talking to someone who is reviewing a game and sort of hearing the the scoop, you know, the skinny. If you're not the first person to play it, it is really exciting to talk to the person who's who's the first one to play it and get their sort of like unvarnished, here's here's what I think, you know. And and a lot of times you get that as the review is evolving. You know, the reviews are a much more um thoughtful, I think, um uh, measured and often a little bit more polished than what you get just talking to that talking to that person getting their first thoughts and for me right every time i've ever written a review i've had like a thousand points for every point i made in the review what, what <laughs> you know what i mean it, not that those points were bad but they just didn't belong there yeah and i i, I love those conversations and i and for me it was a way to sort of bring that conversation into a into a podcast and it, so that's part of it, and partially, I think that the reviewing of games is something that, like, I mean, my first job that was an actual permanent position was as the first reviews editor at Joystick. Like, I, I got the review program going there. We had not done that up until that point, and it's something that I love and I find fascinating, And I and I think that the story behind a review is a lot more interesting, I think, than even... You know, if you're talking about a movie, there's not much story there. I went and watched the movie, um, you know, I, uh-huh. but with a game, there's always this sort of like ebb and flow where you're, you, you know, how do I feel about this? Is this maybe there, there's a great moment in any that I used to love to talk about when you're reviewing a bad video game. There's a great moment that happens every time when you're when you have the realization where you're like, oh, wait a minute. This is a bad video game. And oh, my God, I'm going to play. <laughs> All of this bad video game. Sometimes it comes very early. Sometimes it's like four or five hours in. And you're like, and it's it's dreadful, and I love it. And so <laughs> it's so fantastic. I love hearing about those moments where you're like, oh my god, I'm I'm stuck reviewing a bad game. And I think I think that that context is is really interesting for people who really uh, care about care about games. What was so very enjoyable for me though in, in the early days and in kind of the, the middle period of, of quality control was this concept of you know games as a service and games evolving over time it was something that polygon really pioneered with our reviews program where we would constantly be updating those reviews and and you know helping our audience understand how a game was growing and being tended to by its developers and 
Polygon's quality control really became a place to have those kinds of, you know, after the fact ongoing conversations about how, what it was like to live with and in a game over time. There really wasn't, wasn't a place anywhere else to get that kind of information in a podcast. Uh, you mentioned regrets of mine, Charlie. Thank you for bringing that up. I think my number one oh, regret no. was calling it quality control. Because friends, mm. if you're going to call a show quality control, every you better never have an error in an episode. You better never have bad audio <laughs> or bad <laughs> editing. Because Hachi Machi, it's right there waiting for people to walk through the door. Of boy, you know this show could use is a little quality control. Oh man, and there, the technical challenges um, that that we've encountered over the years doing this whole thing it's it's really remarkable. Usually, as of course you know, Justin, when you're doing a regular weekly podcast, generally it's with the same people. Yep, <laughs> and that is never the case with quality control. It is always someone new, so it is always a new hurdle of technical challenges and audio challenges. I really appreciate the work that Dave has put in this last year or two to, to really raise the level of our audio quality. Dave, it's been remarkable what you've done to the sound oh, of well. the show. Thanks. I, I, you know, I don't want to brag about any of that stuff. And I can immediately picture all of the people listening who hate how quality control sounds. <laughs> but, but I definitely am an audio nerd and I definitely like getting nerdy with shows and, you know, figuring out the best way to, you know, a lot of this is going to be inside baseball. So I don't want to apologize every time I say something inside baseball. But like, imagine that you have somebody. Uh, who has reviewed a game and owns a decent microphone and they're recording in their, you know, sparse office in their house. And there's just the sound of everything they say echoing and bouncing around. And, and like, that's not what I've always wanted uh, out of a podcast is to, to, to the best of my ability to never let anybody know or, or be able to understand that they that what they're hearing came from anywhere but like a studio, right? And like that's that's my goal. And I get there sometimes, and sometimes I, it's just there is no amount of magic I have to to be able to create that illusion. But it is that like a deeply nerdy but always fun part of my week to 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 dig in and sort of oh there's a hum on this track and I can remove that and nobody will ever know but I'll always be proud of that 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 kind of thing you know you mentioned the the technical hurdles with having new new people on every time and that is absolutely was a was a headache um, but it also touches on one of my favorite things about the show and one of the reasons uh, the other reasons I wanted to do it is we have gotten so many I'm saying, still saying we but the, I guess if we're talking in in, in totality uh, we got so many different voices on this show you know a lot of people yeah. their first podcast experience was uh was was going on quality control because it was whoever you know it was up to whoever had the the review um so that i i really like that about it i got to talk to a ton of people on staff people who didn't work for us uh uh all over so it was it was really cool and it it, it goes back to what you were saying earlier too justin where like at the point at which we talk to somebody about a game, I say this when I talk to people uh, who are doing guides for me, is that basically they're, at, at a certain point, you having played a game that isn't out yet, you become one of the world's foremost experts on that game. You know things that other people don't. You have insights that other people don't. Yeah. And sort of working them out 
writing a review is one way of doing it, but then quality of control is and has always been something like the director's commentary for the review that you write, where you get to talk about the things that obviously are in the review, but also, as I alluded to earlier, some things that just couldn't make the cut. And then you bounce that off of a host or hosts, and that invariably, even for crappy games, creates an interesting conversation. I think that's why, to, to my mind, why quality control has has always worked, right? Because it's a, it's a conversation between somebody who knows stuff and somebody who's curious about it, and you just sort of work it out on the air. One of the things that I've been really proud to be able to do with quality control over the years, though, is it has been able to grow, I think, with the scope and the the, the mission that Polygon has grown into, which is now to cover mm -hmm. entertainment and culture and comics and movies and TV. We're so much more than just a video game website these days. And I think that that's been really well reflected in the content that we've put out in quality control. Dave, I, I look forward to the next Star Wars movie in part because yep. we get to come on here to quality control mm -hmm. and break it apart and really indulge in a couple hour long episodes. <laughs> uh, and the same with the work that you've done for the Marvel movies as well. And I want to let all our listeners know that that kind of stuff is going to be coming back to the quality control feed. So there's no no reason to, to drop that off your overcast, or your <laughs> iTunes podcast <laughs> subscription or anything. We're not, we're not going away. It, it really is a hiatus. Well, it's sort of a reframing of, of, what quality control is and, and how often we do it. And interestingly enough, you know, I think, oh God, I'm going to want to apologize every time I talk inside baseball here. I don't want to be self-indulgent, but please don't ignore everything before the but. The <laughs> truth is, like, we've been, uh, you know, we've been around as Polygon since 2012 and like the way that the, that that not just video games, but the Polygon has evolved in that time has is I don't think is anything I could have possibly predicted back when we were starting right you know Charlie you mentioned games as a service but you also mentioned what have been our consistently most popular episodes of this of what began as a video game review podcast which is the entertainment stuff right getting getting the band back together and talking about Star Wars or Infinity War or even not like one of my favorite episodes of this year, if not my absolute favorite episode of this year, was the one we did on Fortnite, which which essentially got a group of people together to try and explain and understand how Fortnite became the world's biggest game. And like that was not the uh, that wouldn't have fallen necessarily inside of the strict we're you know we're talking to, we're doing a director's commentary for reviews podcast but it made sense in, i think in the larger conversation and those were good i you know i'm i'm happy with how they came out and they were well received so you know it's been a, a sort of evolution that uh, i think i've been happy with and and been proud to be a part of too and it also makes sense to be perfectly clear that like our efforts in quality control focus around those sorts of things as we move into the future. You know, I would be remiss, Justin, though, if I didn't if I didn't try and poke your brain a little bit about kind of what you've been playing lately, man. Oh, I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's been a while since we chatted, you and I, and all of a sudden I'm seeing you show up on my PlayStation friends list playing some games and things. Mm, play a few games. I've been trying to catch up for uh, the Besties annual uh, episode that we promised each other like a... Uh, 
tontine, you know, that we, that we continue to do. <laughs> I think that's the word. That's the word. Yeah, it's been a uh, weirdly like busy end of the year, eh? Like some some club bangers have come out in December, oh, which oh is never gosh, the thing. Yeah. I, I uh, have really been enjoying Hades, the new one from Supergiant. Uh, it's giving me kind of a Dead Cellsy sort of vibe. It looks very different and uh, is different in a lot of ways, but is uh, extremely, extremely enjoyable. Have y'all played Hades? Not a bit. No, tell me about this. Yeah. So it's it's a um, you are the son of Hades, and you're trying to escape the underworld. Uh, and so it's a a roguelike in the sense that we tend to use roguelikes now, where it used to be very much about a, a lack of progress. But this is definitely one where like you are you are uh, making progress. Uh, it is top. Well, it's isometric, um, very sort of fluid uh, combat with a lot of different options. You've got a, uh, a bevy of weapons. You choose one weapon to take in with you on each run. And so there's a, uh, a bow and there's a shield that can do like a, uh, a dash and uh, you can throw like Captain America, which is very fun. Um, but as you play through your run, you encounter uh, sort of beacons from uh, gods of Olympus who are rooting for you, uh, Hermes and Zeus and what have you. And they uh, bestow upon you blessings uh, where usually you'll choose, you know, so you choose like if you if you meet Zeus, then he will give your attacks lightning or give your magic spells lightning or give your special attack where you throw your shield lightning or what have you. Uh, and that sort of really shapes the way the rest of your run is going to is going to go. And while you are uh, headed through the run, you're also collecting sort of, you know, insert name of currency here, uh, purple junk that you can use to upgrade your abilities and upgrade your powers. And uh, you get keys that can unlock new weapons to play with and, and new skills. Um, but there's also a sort of the super giantness of it is that each time when you return to the underworld after getting killed, there's a group of people who are still there. Like Hades is right there. Your dad is not in any way approving of your journey through to try to escape uh, the underworld. So he's like, your dad trolls you every single time. Like, oh, you're back. Huh? How's it going? Pretty, pretty bad, it seems. And uh, Cerberus is your basically your dog that you left your dad to watch. <laughs> so you can like go talk to Cerberus and... Uh, uh, you can uh, find gifts in the underworld that you can give to those people back there and they'll give you like keepsakes that you can take in and they'll give you a bump in your in your abilities or what have you. It's very fun, very fluid. It's early access, so there's only like uh, I think four, maybe five weapons right now that you can play with. There's a, a spear and a, a shield and the bow and a sword and... You can uh, so there's still like a lot of room to sort of to sort of grow, but uh, it's really cool and really really fun and and addictive. You just want to start a new run as soon as one ends. So uh, I've really been enjoying it. So this is the one that had the surprise, correct? Yeah, announcement and yeah, launch right, right? Mm-hmm. at the game yeah, during awards. the game awards. Yeah. yeah, so it's on PC now. I have I been playing it on PC. I think it's only on PC through the Epic, uh, through the Epic Store. Yeah, game store. Yeah. Okay. Play a little Just Cause 4, too. Did you guys play Just Cause 4? Uh, no. Mm. How is it? Did you play Just Cause 3? Yeah. 
Did you play? Yeah. Did you play Just Cause Two? That's the best one. <laughs> okay. Well, you are. You know what you're in for with this one. Uh, <laughs> you've. You've. It. It is like. It's weird. I've, I always thought it was a series that's at, at odds with itself. You know, it's it's got these ins, insane mechanics and not a lot f- to do with them. I think the big evolutions in four are for me. There's two things. One, you've still got the sort of like use your grappling hook to fly up in the air and then hit the parachute to keep floating and then use your wingsuit to get extra uh, distance. Mm-hmm. Um, your wingsuit now has uh, rockets on it, so you can just sort of, of like yeah. jetpack around, like, <laughs> uh, and and it also shoots like missiles out of it. Great, sure, why not? Sure, mm-hmm. I don't know where he's hiding those, but fine. So that's that's very cool and fun. Um, and the, the other big thing is the grappling hook now has like discrete loadouts, which are comprised of. There's uh, like balloons that you can get to lift things. There are boosters which provide, you know, uh, thrust, and uh, there are uh, there's a retractor that'll pull two things together. So you can customize a loadout that, like, if I hit something with my grappling hook and attach it to something else, it'll pull them together. But then if I press up, then it'll fire boosters and shoot it in the sky. And then if I hold up then it'll trigger balloons that will lift it in the sky. And then as you play through, you unlock new upgrades for those. So like you can make your balloons explosive or you can make it so your boosters will fire horizontally. So you can throw like 10 of those on a car and uh, do nothing except explode. Basically I did have one where I'm like, (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to hit this ramp with my thing. And basically just my car started spinning wildly, like uh, a cheap firework, uh, purchase on the 4th of July spinning around and then eventually exploding and killing me. But the the mission stuff is just like uh, I y'all had to had to put a game in there, I guess. Uh uh I feel like one of these days they're going to figure out a way to capitalize on those wild mechanics that that are that make sense with the game, but this is this is not that time. <laughs> not yet. I am. I um I I I've so much enjoyed what you and the other McElroy brothers have been doing um since you guys parted ways with Polygon. Tell me more about some of the stuff that you're doing with Fox, though. We just launched uh, the McElroy family, which is McElroy.family. It is a site that we made sort of in partnership uh, with Fox, and it is uh, sort of finally like a website where we can put all of our junk that my family makes. Uh, (laughs) We've got links to, like, buy stuff and our books and our different video series that we make and our different podcasts that we make and all that good stuff. Uh, one of those video series, of course, being Monster Factory, which is part of this this uh, partnership that we're bringing back Monster Factory and putting it on um, uh, both our YouTube channel and the Polygon uh, YouTube channel for a while because we wanted people to, to be able to find it. But Monster Factory's back, so that's been fun. If you've never checked out that series, there's never been a better time. Uh, oh, but we've, uh, I don't know, we made this uh, website that looks really cool and because it's powered by Chorus. I'll just let them edit in whatever they want to. Uh, but it's very good. Uh, it's a good. It's a fun uh, website and was a fun thing to make. But that's McElroy dot family. And you can find all the stuff my family makes there, which is it's just fun. That's awesome. You know, Dave, I, I just wanted to... Also, thank you for for kind of being my partner here these last couple of months as we kind of we kind of ride this thing out. It's been really great to be able to share the responsibilities 
of this podcast with you. And, and, uh, like I was saying before your, your editing and your, your audio skills are absolutely phenomenal. have been such a great asset. So it's been a pleasure, buddy. Well, thank you. It's, it's the easiest thing in the world. I mean, that's what's, I, I worked in places, the many places, ad agency, uh, retail, a bank for many years before I started at Polygon and, it has improbably been like six and a half years since everybody took a chance on me here. And uh, the thing I never, ever, ever lose sight of is how much better Polygon runs than any place I've ever been. And that is uh, both because of the people who are in charge at Polygon, but also because of the people who work at Polygon. Like we are we're friends right and i think that comes across it certainly comes across in you know hopping into the middle of a podcast that other people have done for years and then it just going smoothly and and being easy to transition into and i didn't feel weird and nobody to the best of my knowledge complained or at least loudly (laughs) complained at us or me Uh, about being around and it's just an easy working relationship and i think sort of the best thing about podcasts which is that you get to know the people even if you don't know them uh you know personally you get to know the voices and the their their personality and it's uh something i've done in my life for many many years and it's been sort of amazing to be part of that i think in some small part for other people right and uh, it's been great and easy to work with you too, Charlie. And uh, and I thank you for that. Amen. One one final thing, though, uh, Justin. I you know you mentioned taking a chance, Dave. Justin, thank you for taking a chance on me six years ago. You were one of the first folks that I talked to in in the interview process here at Polygon, and and you kind of plucked me out of the stream of applications <laughs> that we got in here and helped me make this massive life-changing transition to this new line of work and i can't thank you enough for that opportunity buddy uh, both of you all are still some of the best best things i've ever done proudest proudest uh, accomplishments uh in game journalism uh for me when i look back i don't think about the you know the 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 great stories because i didn't write a lot of them because i'm not a very good journalist <laughs> but i don't think about that stuff i think about like the the people that i've i helped to bring into the to the field and i think that the the field is infinitely better for both of your presence thank you i agree (laughs) (laughs) and thanks more than anything to you at home for listening today Mm -hmm. until we've got another game to talk about another movie to talk about really anything at all this is charlie hall for dave tack and justin mcelroy thank you for listening to polygons quality control Listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. That's the saddest ending of a quality control ever. It's how it. Ha- that's nice. It's how you do it. That's like a podcast. Yeah. Hell yeah. Keeping up with your competition is important. Taking the lead with unmatched innovation—that's impressive. And that's what's possible when you build your next generation of smart apps on Microsoft Azure. Clear the way for unparalleled productivity with end-to-end development and management tools. 
Integrate cloud capabilities across your environment with the only consistent hybrid cloud. Discover transformative insights through artificial intelligence and real-time data and scale across more global regions than you'll get from any other cloud provider. Because every business and every organization, small and large, old and new, has something to gain by reaching beyond the limits of an on-premises data center. What will you achieve when you come to the cloud? Get started with a free account and 12 months of the popular services at azure.com slash trial. That's azure.com slash trial. A-Z-U-R-E. That was a good one. Is there anything we missed, fellas, that you want to nope. nope. throw back in Not there? Nothing. Awesome. 